If you have your Bibles with you today, I'm going to invite you to open it up to Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12. And we're going to look at a few short verses here. Uh, This actually comes in our Bible uh, after Noah, that man who put all the animals on the boat, came off the boat. It's several generations later. And uh, God finds this man named Abram. And he says, Abram, you know what? I'm going to change the world through you. Come on, somebody. And, And God speaks to Abram in a powerful way. And I believe the principles that God spoke into Abram's life in this, in this chapter can apply to our life and we can go out and really change the world. You know, one decision that you make could absolutely change the world. You know, developers, they make decisions. Uh, they develop, you know, businesses. They develop neighborhoods. They develop cities. And honestly, God has called each of us to be a developer, but you got to make a decision. And God wants us to develop who he is in this world. The call on humanity's life is, is basically to spread the presence of God into this earth. God commanded it over and over in the scriptures. As a matter of fact, if you read Genesis 1 in the creation story, it is... It is basically the call on the human race, the male and the female. God says, you are created in my image and go and uh, be fruitful, multiply, permeate the earth with who I am, be an image bearer. The wheels came off in Genesis 3, but God reinstates his claim to the human race over and over and over. And when you get to Genesis 9, whenever basically humans weren't doing that and God basically wiped out the population except Noah and his family. He put them on a boat. They came off the boat. God still reinstilled the same call on humans' life in Genesis chapter 9, verse 7. When they step off the boat, God says to go be fruitful, multiply, populate the earth. Populate the earth and spread who I am throughout the earth. However, shortly thereafter in Genesis 11... What we find, instead of the people going and populating the earth, the Bible says they settled. They settled in Babel. They said, we're going to settle here. Life is going good. Life is amazing. You know, we are being blessed by the all-powerful God. Let's build a tower to heaven and let's settle. But can I tell you what God did? God scattered the people. He confused the language because God didn't call them to settle. Look at your neighbor and say, don't settle. Make a decision. (laughs) Movement never happens when we settle. And, you know, I know we all like to settle. We want a homestead. We want a family. We want everybody to settle down. But I think God is in the state of not letting the church settle, but he wants to shake it up so it will scatter and cause a movement in this earth and permeate his amazing presence throughout this earth. And and again, the tendency of the human is to settle and not make decisions to move. The Bible says in Genesis 11, the people chose to settle. Go read it. It's amazing. 
And then when they chose to settle, instead of follow what God had designed them to do, which was to permeate and be image bearers throughout the world, throughout the entire earth, the Bible says that, that God's hand came down on the human race there at the Tower of Babel and he began to confuse their languages so that they would be scattered. If you study throughout the Bible, it's amazing because the Bible says the temple was destroyed in the city of Jerusalem uh, in AD 70. And the reason it was destroyed is because, you know what, the people had settled. Never forget this. The Bible says God scattered the church in the book of Acts. The reason God scattered the church is because the church was settled. Understand why you are here. Look at your neighbor and say, are you settling? Ask them, are they settling? And God has created us to to cause movement in the earth. And and the call on, on the church is no different than the call on Abel. And the Bible says that the people had settled and then generations and generations uh, go by, and this man named Terah, uh, he, he's Abram's father. The Bible says in Genesis 11, if you keep studying it, not only did the people settle and, and, uh, and, and babble and, and God confused their language, the Bible says generations later that God's call was still to permeate his presence in the earth. And there was a man named Terah, who's Abram's father, the Bible says instead of being going into Canaan, the promised land where there was provision and all that God would have for his people to spread his presence throughout the earth, the Bible says that Terah settled. He settled in Haran. If you study that passage, maybe the reason he settled, the Bible doesn't say why he settled in Haran, but he didn't go on to Canaan. And remember, Abram is his son, but he had other sons too. And the Bible says one of his sons basically had passed away, had died. And you know, I don't know why Terah settled, but I know that God had called him to cause movement. But I got an inclination that Terah was a probably a lot like me. And he experienced something in his life that caused him to settle instead of walk by faith to the land of Canaan where God had called him to. And I wonder if there's something that's gone on in your life that's called you to settle. And the Bible says that, that Terah died in Hebrew. And can I tell you something? He died without seeing God move through his life in a powerful, powerful way. And I really don't want anybody here to die physically without seeing God move through your life in a powerful, powerful way. And why I'm preaching this message on don't settle is I really want you to understand that God didn't call you to settle in on this this planet called earth to do nothing. As a matter of fact, the Bible says this earth is not your home. But the enemy will get you settled in a lot of times and you'll miss your purpose. The Bible says that Abram, He's the father of our our faith. The reason he's the father of our faith, actually this is the the chapter in the Bible that changed my life when I went to seminary because I realized what my purpose was. 
And I hope today when I read through these short verses, you realize what your purpose to. Because I can tell you right now, every human, I didn't say your occupation, your job, your gifting. But every human being in here, your purpose is the same. And it's to permeate the presence of God throughout this earth as you unite with other people. God created both male and female in his image, in his likeness. And God says, be fruitful and multiply and permeate who I am. Govern the earth. Don't let the earth govern you in Genesis 1. And can I tell you, it has not changed. I I really believe that in God's timing is what the Bible says, at just the right time he sent Christ into the world. And it was after 400 years of silence in the Jewish, in, in the Jewish uh, uh, faith. And there was 400 years of silence in our Bible. And can I tell you, God shook things up when he sent baby Jesus into this earth on that first Christmas. And I really believe that he was a gift to the world because he shook the world up and he wasn't going to let the world settle. And can I tell you something? I believe that you're a gift to the world too. But will you allow God to shake the earth through you and not let anybody settle? And today, I don't want us to settle. So look at your neighbor and say, don't settle. I hadn't, I hadn't completely developed this idea yet, but I'm going to share it with you real quick. You know, we used to play this game as a kid called freeze tag. And what would happen is when you would play freeze tag, you would tag somebody, right? And they'd have to freeze until somebody else came along and tagged them. And, and you know, and, and so you would play this game called freeze tag, but... I want to kind of change the game to call it breeze tag, breeze tag. And when somebody tags you this Christmas with one of those cards or you tag somebody else, then, then you begin to breathe fresh wind, a breeze into their life and say, tag, you're it. And uh, in other words, you know, begin to let God work in you and work through you to begin to help other people understand who he is. And so as you do an act of kindness, understand it is God's spirit. The Bible refers to the spirit of God a lot like we, and you can't see it, but it can permeate everything. And so let's play some breeze tag this Christmas. Tag, you're it. Come on, somebody. Tag, you're it. And... Brianna, I was thinking about this last night when I was going to sleep. And what if, again, I didn't say we're going to do this yet, okay? But what if, because I was looking on Amazon when I was going to sleep last night, I fell asleep with my phone because I was looking up these big balloons and all of these things because I was thinking, how can you get breeze around a gift? I was thinking, man, we could put some, some, we could put, everybody could put their gifts, everybody could buy some balloons, and put invite cards in the balloon and blow the balloon up. And put a gift in the balloon and go around the city giving out balloons everywhere. 
and, and people would have to pop the balloon and the, and the air would come out of the balloon in their face. You know what I'm saying? And, and you could say, tag, you're it. I know, wild and crazy, crazy ideas or whatever else. <laughs> Y'all think on that. Maybe somebody's got a brilliant idea of how to make all that come to life by next weekend. Because this is how we roll here. <laughs> let, let me teach you something today. Genesis 12, verses 1 through 5. The Lord said to Abram, Leave your country, your people, and your father's household and go to the land I will show you. Leave Hebron, the place your daddy died. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, Abram, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. In other words, Abram, you're going to walk by faith and I'm going to permeate this earth with my presence through you in a powerful, powerful way. I'm going to breathe life into you, Abram, and as you walk by faith, I'm going to breathe life into this earth. It's going to be amazing. So Abram left the Lord. So Abram left as the Lord had told him and Lot, who was his nephew, went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. 75 years old. And they talk about retirement around this place all the time. This is a retirement city. Look at your neighbor that looks a little old like me and say, don't settle, don't settle, don't settle. Tell them don't settle. Bible said he took his wife, Sarah, his nephew, Lot, and all the possessions they had accumulated and the people had acquired in Herod. Then they set out for the land of Canaan and then they arrive there. I want to talk to you over the next couple of minutes about being people of impact, of not settling, but being a blessing to our community through the Christmas season. Remember, it takes one decision to really, really start a movement. And that decision could be in your heart today. And that decision is understanding what your purpose is and why God blesses you. And I really don't think there's anybody underneath the sound of my voice that wouldn't want the Creator's blessing on their life. But the blessing falls on our life simply so that it can flow through our life. A lot of times we talk about blessing, all of our minds go to finances. There's nothing wrong with a financial blessing. I think it's incredible. But if you've been blessed by the good news of knowing who God is because of what Christ Jesus has done for you on a cross, his death, burial, and resurrection, do you know God? Are you in an intimate relationship with your creator? If you are, my friend, I want you to understand that he is the father of everything and he is a good, good God and he is the giver of every good gift. But let's never forget what the blessing is for. It is to flow in us and flow through us so we can tag our city our community, and we can develop the very presence of God everywhere we go. 
And, and God chooses to do this through a people known as the church, the called out ones. That would be you and me, those of us who have believed in who Christ is both Jew and Gentile, both male and female, from every walk of life. And only God can pull a group of people together in a powerful, powerful way like that, bless them, and then they can be a blessing wherever God places them. We're blessed to be a blessing. God tells Abram, Abram, I'm going to bless the world through you. I'm going to make you into a great nation. And God chooses this unlikely candidate named Abram. He's now 75 years old. His family had worshipped pagan gods, statues, and idols for many, many years. The place they grew up in was a wealthy, wealthy community. It was amazing. It was incredible. It offered this fantastic life. And they left Haran, or they left of that particular place, and they begin their journey, and they end up in this place called Haran. But instead of continuing on, the Bible says there that they accumulated some stuff there, but still of continuing on, the Bible says his father died there and didn't finish the journey. And then God calls up Abram. One day, changes his name to Abraham. <laughs> In other words, he breathed the breath of God into Abram's life. The wind, tag your ends. And he says, I'm going to now bless the nations through you. Man, I find that to be fantastic because the reason I'm standing on this platform with you today and blessed by an all-knowing God is Abraham chose to walk by faith and follow God. And my Savior, a Jewish man named Jesus, was birthed out of that great nation. And I'm here today standing blessed in a powerful way. But sometimes, you know, life does come against me. It comes against you. It comes against us. But what if, what if, just for a few days, Thanksgiving to Christmas 2018, we begin to get in our hearts and head that we are blessed people. We are blessed in a powerful way. Not because of what we have, but because of who we know. Could we tag the city and change the world? And so the principles we learn out of this passage about how to position ourselves for blessing from God so that we can be a blessing is, is simply this. It's, it's three things. And I, I want to state it and then we'll kind of walk through it. But number one is this. What gets in here gets in here and comes out here. What gets in your head gets in your heart. And comes out of your hands. And so if you're going to position yourself for the blessings of God so God can work through you. The first thing you have to do is position your thinking right. You need to get your head right. Slap your neighbor and say get your head right. Get your head right. Get your head right. (laughs) Impact starts in our head. It's how you... See yourself in position to a great God. Not in position to, to 
the world that you live in, the circumstances going on. But how do you see yourself? Do you see yourself that Christ finished a work on the cross for you? You are fully forgiven and God is pouring into you so he can pour out of you. Look what the Bible says, Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 and 4. The Bible says, the Lord said to Abram, leave your country and your people and your father's household and go to the land I will show you. So Abram left as the Lord had told him. In other words, you know what? Abram believed God and he left. He left something that felt secure. I oftentimes hear people say, you know what? I'm not going to do what God called me to do until, until the family is at this particular spot. It's interesting because God calls Abram to leave the familiar into the unfamiliar and doesn't even show him what the land looks like, just tells him. Amen. See, we want God to show us and then we'll go, but it's just the opposite in the faith economy. God says, go and I'll shut. And the question is, do you believe God in your head? And do you step by faith? Do you walk by faith? Do we walk by faith? You know, we've been talking now for five years about building a campus across that waterway. And everybody wants me to show them a picture in a crystal ball. I don't have one. But I do know this. I know what God wants in my heart of hearts. I believe it. Do you believe it? Because when we believe it, you know what? It will begin to manifest itself. But but don't don't just say it. Don't just want to move to a new building that don't leak. (laughs) Understand why God is calling us into this. It is not about a building. It's not about bricks and mortar. It's not about a fancy lobby. It's not about a chandelier. It's not about better sound. It's not about an unleaky roof. It's about being a people in a people to change a people and being a city on a hill and a light into this world to change the world. It's about being underneath an all-powerful God that blesses us in spite of what everybody else says and we stand in, 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 in a gap and we shine his light into this city and we become a great, great blessing. Come on, slap your neighbor and say, don't settle, don't settle, don't settle. You can settle in with your Christmas tree in your living room this Christmas. And Christmas is all about family, if you want to. Or you can enjoy your family, then encourage your family. Let's not settle. Let's be a blessing to the city and change the world. Look at your neighbor and say, don't settle, don't settle, don't settle. Be a blessing. It's a change of of thinking. The Bible says, as a man thinketh, as a person thinketh, that person becomes what they think. And, and again, you know, I continually see myself as blessed. I don't feel blessed a lot of times, but I know I'm blessed. And I know if I never suck another breath of air in my lungs, 
I'm 52 years old. I'm still blessed. Because I'm walking by faith in a resurrected Jesus Christ. This earth is not my home. I don't settle in here. I keep pressing forward for the end of the race, the goal set before me. And I'm running this race called life. Not for what I can get in this life, but what awaits me on the other side. Come on. I ain't going to settle. Don't settle. Don't settle. Don't settle. All begins in your head. How do you see yourself? The Bible says we are God's masterpiece, Ephesians 2.10. We are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. It's that plain. It's plain and simple. We are called out. We are the people of God. And the reason that God has called us out is so that we can do the good things he created for us to do long ago. There's a key word in that passage. And I just discovered it a couple of years ago. I used to preach that passage as you are a masterpiece. And technically that is right. But in context, it's not saying you. It says we. We are God's masterpiece. That means that that together with some other people, we become a masterpiece in God's hand to bless the world. Come on. And technically, you are a masterpiece in God's hand. Created anew in Christ Jesus. But understand, we are the masterpiece together. And, 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 and so it can't, it can't demonstrate the very power of God until we come together and we have a single purpose. And that purpose is to repopulate this earth with the presence of the living God. Understand, there were some united people in Babel. They all spoke the same language. But they were united around building something to God instead of letting God do something in them and through them. And God says, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to scatter you all over this earth because you ain't living life on purpose. You can unite around anything. (laughs) But you're united around what your purpose is. I'm blessed to be a blessing. We are God's masterpiece created anew in Christ Jesus. Number two is this. Not only does it but it's again in our heads, but it develops in our heart. See, what gets in here gets in here, and it begins to develop. A passion begins to, to rise up. Everything around you will try to snuff that passion out, but whenever it gets in here and you understand your purpose, then it begins to get in your heart, and things begin to change. Look what it says in Genesis 12, verse 2. He says, I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you, and I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. See, God was able to start a movement through Abram because Abram's heart had been touched by God. See, there's one thing to have head knowledge about who God is. It's another thing for God to touch your heart with his very presence and his very spirit and open open your spiritual eyes to, to a world that desperately needs to know who he is. And I've got to ask you today, do you know who God is? But have you also had your heart touched by God? Has God brought you out of something so he can show you something marvelous out in front of you 
And you can forget what's behind you and look forward to what's in front of you and live every day, every waking hour on purpose for his kingdom. See, I got to a place in my life where I was at the bottom of the barrel. And what God brought me out of, I don't want to go back to. But honestly, I don't want anybody else to be enslaved to what I was enslaved to. And I share the good news of the one who died for me, forgave me of my sin, gave me power over sin. And I've been walking free in Christ Jesus for a lot of years now. And guess what? My passion is to set other people free. And again, as spiritual as it may sound, people come to me all the time and say, I'm just trapped in this. Why? With all of my heart, I want to ask you this question. Why won't you let Jesus set you free? He paid a high price for you. And you no longer have to be a slave to missing the mark of God's glorious standard to sin. My friend, it is not who you are. If you will believe and receive the gift from God, he will empower you to walk away from it and walk free in life. Temptation may come, but my friend, Jesus came to set you free. You've got to believe in your head you're no longer a slave. And you've got to let God permeate your heart with his presence and begin to walk in freedom and understand your job is to set other people free that are victims to the enemy's hand. And I'm telling you, the enemy holds a lot of people captive. And the reason he holds them captive is because of the things in the world. But you're blessed to be a blessing. Go let somebody know that they no longer have to be a slave to sin because Jesus has come and he's in the freedom business. Tag, you're it. See, see, that's the purpose of being blessed is to go to bless somebody else. That's the purpose in being free is to go set somebody else free. That's the purpose of being a Christian and a part of the church is to get some of them invite cards and not just come sit in a seat and get motivated, but go out and cause a movement. Don't settle in the chair. Let's cause a movement by permeating God's presence in this world. Let it get in your heart. Be passionate about it. And number three is this, is impact takes place through our hands. Everybody say hands. That's why the Bible says things like, don't just be listeners to the word, be doers of the word. You know, you are a part of the body. You are a part of God's church. You are called out with a holy calling, with a set apart calling. And it's so that we can use our talents, our hands, our actions, and what we do to spread who God is in, in the world. Look what it says 
See, I, I believe Abram got this. God said in Genesis 12, 3, I don't, I don't think his focus was, I want to be blessed with, with a child, but I want God to bless me with a child that's going to permeate the earth with his amazing presence. Bible says this in Genesis 12, verse 3, all the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. I think Abram understood this. I think he understood the reason I am positioned for the blessing is so God can flow in me and begin to flow through me. I'm blessed to be a blessing. Tag your head. See, see, the whole purpose of coming to Christ, being in Christ, is not to just just. Be better and better and better. It's to be more blessed, more blessed, more blessed. So that you can be a blessing. And and can I tell you, God did exactly what he said he's going to do. He blessed Abram. They call that nation Israel. And you know what? That nation has been blessed down through the ages in a powerful, powerful way. And God is fulfilling his promises through Abram because he sent a descendant into this earth. His name is Jesus to bring in the nations, to bring in the Gentiles. He died on a cross so everyone can be blessed by an all-powerful, all-knowing, everywhere at one time. God, it's why we're here. And God wanted to start a movement in a man. And then through a people. And then into continents and other nations. It's the story of the Bible. And can I tell you something? God, His plan will not fail. Though people may fail, we may fail, His plan won't fail. And and it's interesting because God's plan is already thought through. From beginning to end. He's all-powerful, all-knowing, everywhere at one time, God. And though you may not think that your one decision to give that invite card to somebody couldn't change their life because they are wayward, as you know. They reject God in church like nobody's business. But I want to encourage you today. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Share when God gives you opportunity to share. And invite when God gives you the opportunity to invite. My friend, we have printed thousands of these invite cards. And you're going to go be with family and friends throughout Thanksgiving. And we're going to kick off a series next weekend called Tag, You're It. Here at Barefoot Church. It's going to be an incredible season. And you're going to be around some people during Thanksgiving that you think probably don't deserve the forgiveness that you've been shown. You're going to be around some people that you think, oh shoot, they'll they'll never take a look at God because of what happened in their life. My friend, I just want you to make a decision. No matter what's on the other end of that card you're going to hand out, you have faith that God is going to use you to be a blessing. And my friend, I promise you this, that he will begin to sow those seeds through you 
And there will be a great harvest in humanity's life one day. We don't get to choose who chooses God, but we do get to choose who we invite to God. My Bible says everybody's welcome. They may not choose, but everybody's welcome. It doesn't matter what background they come from. It doesn't matter what their family dynamic is at. Some of you are tired of asking. You're worn out. But don't you give up. Don't give up in the midnight hour. They may be pain in the night. But my friend, there is joy in the morning. Grab invite cards today. And let's make this week a season like none other. And begin to give those cards out. Inviting people to Candyland Christmas, to our Christmas Eve services, and to our Christmas messages. Bring some people with you. Invite them. Tell them to get in the car. They say, no, I don't want to go this week. I hung out too late last night. Well, go back to them next week and say, come on, go with me this week. They say, no, I don't, I don't want to do it. Just go back the next week and say, come on, go with me this week. Then, then entice them and say, they got free breakfast at that church. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I mean, you know, really it's why we serve the breakfast is to build a community and a place for you to come and hang out with your friends and begin to share with them in life. It's, it's why we give. That's why those people serve out there. It's so that we can create an environment that people can come to. And, you know, you can call it hooks. You can call it whatever you want to. But at the end of the day, it's the compassion on humanity and know that humanity needs to know that they matter. And because they matter, God's going to speak to their life. Let's begin to invite this Christmas season. Tag. Look at your neighbor and say tag. You're it. God, thank you so much for your great love. Thank you for getting in our heads, transferring it to our hearts, and God, begin to work it out of our hands. God, I thank you for the story of Abram. I thank you for blessing us through his line, through his lineage. God, I thank you for his amazing faith, Father Abraham. God, thank you for breathing the breath of life into him. And God, if there's one here today that doesn't have that fresh wind, that fresh fire, that spirit living inside of them. God, I pray today that they would just receive the gift of your spirit. God, they would open their heart. They would find a way to you through Christ Jesus. My friend, if you are here today, it's what putting your faith in Jesus is all about. It's getting back to doing what God has called you to do. And just simply say, God, today, I want to put my faith in what Jesus has done on a cross. To God, thank you for the sacrifice he made as he shed his blood on that cross and tell God to thank you for his spirit that's going to come into your life and be fresh wind. Tell God you're ready to play breeze tag and not freeze tag. Tell God you're ready to start a movement and begin to breathe his freshness, his spirit into this world. Tell God you're ready to tag the city. God, I thank you for all of those who surrendered their life to you today. And God, I pray today that they wouldn't just walk out of here and just come to a service, but God, they would truly be transformed by the power of your spirit. May they submit to you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Give God a hand clap of praise in this place today.